0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a uh, Friday. It's a Friday podcast from the uh, Tri-County Equipment Studios, which are now located in the bowels of McMorrin Arena. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> That's all right. I like it here. We'll, we'll go wherever we need to go to do whatever we need to do. And uh, what we need to do, uh, Brady, is uh, recap some more boys and girls high school basketball. I guess uh, when we start the program, we'll go back and do Wednesday first, the boys games. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll get into uh, what we saw last night in uh, girls uh, basketball, uh, which was, for me, uh, a much better performance by Port Huron High. Uh, And we'll talk about that because it's kind of reversed from what they did in their first game where they started out strong and finished weak. Last night they actually started
1: out slow, and then when they caught fire, they just didn't stop
0: the rest of the way.
1: Yeah. um, Again, early games are going to be kind of hard to judge, but I think you're finally starting to kind of get a sense for what teams are going to be at least early on. Like I said, though, on the last podcast, having – this weird start to the season, I don't know how much stock you can put in the, in the first week, but that's what our job is to do, so we'll try to figure it out.
0: Yeah, we'll try to sort through the, uh, the, the all the uh, statistics and the numbers and uh, what we've seen in just a moment.
1: Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest-growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos.
3: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people.
0: 44. Duraclean by Bachelor. If
1: you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
0: You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, the Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. Let's uh, just uh, skip back to uh, Wednesday night. And start with uh, boys uh, basketball. And we'll start with your game, Brady. You saw Marysville take on Anchor Bay. Close game through three.
1: Yeah. And then the Vikings did some work in the fourth yeah. quarter. Um, outscoring, <clears throat> outscoring the Tars 17-2 to in the final frame. Uh, it seemed like Marysville knew what they had. I feel like this was a lot. This game was affected by the pause in the short uh, training camp because – It seemed like Anchor Bay was trying to find their rhythm and trying to find what they had. I honestly thought, just from the short one-game sample size, Daquan Madison looked like their best player out on the floor, and he didn't really play in the second half. It looked like they were trying to find a rotation, figure out who fits in where. I mean, Ryan Greenberg was a nice player for them. He ended with 14 points. But Marysville, kind of, they had the rotation set. They they knew what they were doing. Remarco uh, Singleton actually had a pretty slow first half, only four points. Right out of the gate, though, off the inbound, hits a three, ends up going for 14 in the second half for a total of 16. Evan Woodard added 11. Larry Smayfield with 13. Marysville did what I expected them to do. It took them a little bit to get going, but they have uh, – they can shoot the three, and they have a lot of options to score.
0: Yeah, Jim Barnes is the coach at Anchor Bay. He was at Richmond for a long time, and he was notorious for winning boys basketball games with his team scoring under thirty points. <laughs> like uh, he, he he has that style where they'll just <laughs> weave it around the top for an hour and a half yeah, before they decide they, to they, take. He likes
1: to run the flex offense. Yeah. Um. So Marys will just kind of sat in a zone, but yeah, they. I mean. Anchor Bay hit a few threes early and then couldn't really do much after that. Uh, Yeah, that fourth quarter, though, Marysville's defense just was stifling, and their offense really got going. Uh, One player that kind of stepped up, because you had our usual suspects, again, Singleton, Woodard, Smayfield, all in the double digits. I thought Hayden Holberg actually had a pretty solid game. He was kind of their sixth man coming in, kind of when they wanted to go smaller, uh, small ball lineup, he would play center. He hit a pair of threes, ended with eight points, and actually played pretty well defensively. Um, And he – really earned those minutes I thought he was probably the biggest surprise for the Vikings uh, last night again one game uh, you'll see them tonight against Marine City so we'll see if that continues but I'll tell you what get ready to call the three because I, I mean just looking at this real quick one two three four five six threes by five different people for the Vikings
0: yeah you know and, and I saw Marine City on Wednesday against St. Clair um, and, and this was a real like grudge match mm-hmm. basketball game. We, we figured coming in it would be close because both teams are kind of in a similar situation where they're kind of reloading this year yeah, and, and trying their identity yeah trying to figure out who they are and what they can uh, do. And it started out, um, actually, the first two or three minutes of the game, not much was going on. Like, both teams were kind of in that feeling out stage. And then it just erupted. And by the end of the first quarter, the score was 20 to 16, Marine City. Yeah. (laughs) But then I didn't have a quarter like that the rest of the game. Um, It it really turned into these are two teams that wanted to be physical with each other. Mm -hmm. and, And that's kind of the way the game went. Three minutes to go in the basketball game, and Marine City hits a three-pointer to go up by 12, and it's like, okay, lights out, Mariners are going to win. The Saints ended up scoring the last 11 points of the game, and they had two cracks at it before the buzzer to get the winning shot, but they didn't go. So Marine City, I thought, played really well, but almost collapsed at the end, and St. Clair you know, didn't play their best ball game, but they never quit. Mm -hmm. They never gave up on it, and we found a surprise player, at least for one night. Hunter Richardson for the Saints is a big body who can shoot the basketball. Um, he, he, He looks like a football lineman, but he stepped out beyond the arc and knocked down threes. He looked good at the free throw line. Um, He was a presence in the post when they uh, went down low to him, uh, and he ended up with 14 points. Matt Buslip had a quiet seven points. He had two points through the first three quarters, and then during their stretch run, um, he came to life uh, and and scored five points. Luke Ellis uh, also uh, was seven points in that one. Connor Allum um, looks like uh, the best offensive player for the Mariners. He had 13, but they, they really spread it out. They were really pretty balanced. Um, the Walker boys played well. Wyatt Walker had eight points. Scott Kretchmar had uh, eight points. You know, and, and that's kind of the way it was. You know, every, everybody had four, five, six mm. points, uh, and it was uh, it was a little uh, a balanced attack for Marine City. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Mariners handle Marysville. Uh, tonight,
1: Yeah, I don't think it would be a stretch at all to say the Vikings are the favorite in that game, even though it's down at Marine City. Uh, like, like we've mentioned before, Marysville has a lot coming back, and you, you take away one guy, okay, you take away Singleton, you have Woodard and Smayfield to worry about. Smayfield actually was the hot hand early on. I think he had 11 points in the first half, and then didn't really need to score again he had some easy buckets it was like anchor Bay just forgot about him he probably had six or eight points just on uncontested layups uh Marine City yeah they're a physical team you're gonna have to you're gonna have to score and limit obviously limit Marysville because when you have three guys scoring in the double digits that's a recipe for success I think any coach will take that on any given night
0: yeah uh and the congratulations today friend Mm-hmm. First game, kind of just thrown to the Wolves. First game, gets a win. Over a and, and rival. And, and I said uh, on the way out, I said, all they'll remember is you won your first game.
1: I mm-hmm. <laughs> don't ask how, they ask how Men.
0: Yeah. Uh, Northern boys open the season with a nice win over Lance Cruz North, 44-34. Um, maybe Lance Cruz North is down this year. I don't know. Or maybe the Huskies okay. are, are better than well, we think.
1: And it's, the again, the first game. I think there are going to be some results that we look back on in a month and go, how did that happen? And it was because it was week one. And, well, a guy you wanted to see step up for the Huskies stepped up in a big way for uh, Northern.
0: Yeah, I I think they're a much better basketball team when Ryan McNeil shows up and plays hard. 20 points, 12 rebounds, is showing up and playing
1: hard. Yeah, and of course, Tyler Jameson, a double-double. That seems like implied at this point. The sophomore, a a very nice performance, so those two combined for 38 of the 44 points for Northern.
0: Yeah, uh, Jameson with 18, and he also had 12 rebounds in the win, and that's a good start for the Huskies because, again, last, last year's Huskies team isn't beating Lance Cruz north
1: no no and again you have uh two guys that put up double doubles that's a good start uh I was able to actually I saw coach Jameson last night when I was at Port on you know, Northern he was just happy to get away with a win I mean first game he was like yeah we were just kind of see what happens happy to get over that first win under your belt again the coaches are still trying to find their footing too so Northern with a nice win uh we'll see them next week it'll be it's going to be a fun sprint of a season and nice to see northern get off to a quick win
0: yeah and sprint is the operative word because um you can fall out of it or into it in terms of league play really fast
1: yeah and in lawn north obviously i saw them against uh, cardinal mooney they had one guy um scoring for them let me go back into my notes it was chucky e. riley he put up i believe 19 for the the crusaders and they, they kind of ran out of gas at the end of the game. I would have loved to see a quarter-by-quarter quarter score of this game to see if the same thing kind of happened for the Huskies if they pulled away in the second half.
0: Headed over to the BWAC, um, what Crosslex did to North Branch. <laughs> That's a gutting. 73-24, the Pioneers opened the season. Yeah. With a win. Matt Soper, uh, in the course of this game, Hunter set Soper. the sc- or, or Hunter Soper, yeah. Why do you keep
1: calling him I, Matt? I,
0: I don't know where I got that uh, from. Hunter Soper <laughs> set the school uh, career rebound record. Um,
1: oh, yeah, you got to change that there, too. Yeah. I changed I the
0: scoring one, but I don't know why. Yeah, I Hunter went with Soper
1: that. with the uh sets the career Because I know what it is for too. That's the thing. Yeah, it's not like he's a nobody. Um, he's actually going for the career record for blocks too. I believe he's one away from tying and two away from setting it. So he'll look to do that tonight, but yeah. Actually, tomorrow they play... They play tonight, too, I believe. Oh, do they? And tomorrow they have back-to-back games. Almost a 50-point bludgeoning of North Branch. Hunter Soper finished with 24. Sage Solanik with 15. Tyler Johnson only needed to add 10. But honestly, I think the more impressive part is holding North Branch to 24 points.
0: Yeah, because, again, I don't know that they've got basketball players, but they certainly have athletes. Yes. We learned that in football, and you know that some of those guys are playing basketball, too. But uh, Croslex, I think, had a point to, uh, to make, um, and they had uh, three and double digits and a bunch of other guys who made contributions as
1: well. Well, you, you also got to remember, I mean, when we were up there at Croslex when we went to their practice, Coach Lance Campbell was stressing, this is a new year. Last year doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter if you went zero twenty or twenty and zero last year. It's a brand new year, and uh, that yeah, they made a statement to start BWAC play with a with a huge win, and uh, yeah, Crosslex is as advertised at least for one game.
0: And, and this also y- y- you get a feel for like how big of a lead they got early because they score seventy three and Tyler Johnson. Only gets ten points, which is actually a good night in high school basketball. But you figure seventy three, you're like, okay, Soper went off and Johnson went off.
1: Yeah, but no, Sage Solanic adds fifteen. That's that's the thing that doesn't get talked about with CrossLex is yes, they have their dynamic duo of Soper and Johnson. But they have other guys that can go off for 15 points. Sade Slanik took his turn. That's why they're so good is because of that supporting cast around them. And again, that's why they put up 73 points. They'll take on Richmond tonight, who fell, fell to Armada back on Wednesday, 64 or 41. Armada with the brand-new backboard in the, <laughs> at their gym. Uh, they, Did the, we the, talk they about that some, at I think, all I I think that video was out it. there? I don't know. We talked. We might have on Wednesday. We've done so he, much. He, yeah, stuff.
0: he he dunked into practice and and basically shattered the glass in yeah, the backboard. He shacked
1: it. Like it,
0: it didn't fall out, but like it just spiderwebbed the whole thing. Yeah,
1: which is uh, <laughs> that that's that's impressive. I can't see say I've ever seen that happen in person, especially at the high school level. Yeah. So I mean, a twenty-three point win for the Tigers, making Brandon Folsom proud, <laughs> and, uh, that Again, they seem to be the team that is most likely to challenge lex
0: Elmont is scoring a lot. Like I think they had 80 in their first game yeah. against Dryden. They had an 80 71 game. They went double overtime with Yale on Wednesday and won 64 to 59. So that was a good ball game.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that was a weird. It was like a four o'clock start or something. Because I was getting ready at Mary's when I saw it went final. Um, the Raiders get the win over the Bulldogs. I think these are two teams that are probably going to be middle of the tier. BWAC. Uh doesn't surprise me that they went to double overtime. I think they'll win the games they should. They'll lose the games they probably shouldn't. Uh, again, Yale and Elmont—they're not easy gyms to play at. I think one of the uh, CrossLex players said their favorite gym to shoot at in was Elmont. It might have been Johnson. Yeah. Um, said he likes going there. So
0: everybody didn't like going to Algonac. No, they just don't like. that. No, I gym. can tell you that. No, <laughs> I didn't like playing in Algonac <laughs>
1: either. Um, and then to round out, a um, Mooney with their uh, their cupcake of a schedule, <laughs> going to New <laughs> <Yeah>. Haven, cupcake. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's an arsenic cupcake. Um, forty-seven, thirty-four. Mooney falls to zero two, but they're playing New Haven, which while they are a school closer to Mooney's size is in the MAAC
0: Yeah, they're a basketball school. Yeah. The kids go there to play basketball. Uh, Vassar beat Marlette 51-32. to 32. Uh, Grant Roberson with nine points. Colin Miller with eight for the uh, red uh, Raiders um we'll get to hockey in a moment let's just keep going with uh, basketball here um there was only one girls game on Wednesday that was reported and that was a good one Clarkston Everest beat Mooney 43-42 um the ladies played the full schedule last night um I was in Marysville where uh, the Port Huron High Lady Big Reds got off to a uh Slow start, uh, but uh, finished uh, strong, and I think we'll take a break here and uh, we'll get uh, more in-depth into this in just a moment. Uh, You're listening to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
4: When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC.
3: Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your
0: kids, your schools, your sports. All right, and you're back with Dennis and Brady. Uh, last night uh, over at uh, Marysville, the Vikings jumped out to a 2 to nothing lead, Brady, and you say, yeah, but that was like the score three minutes into the game.
1: Took a little while for both teams to get the the wheels turning,
0: and then PH caught fire. It was Madison Land shoot first. She knocked down three three pointers, um, and all of a sudden it was twenty one to four at the end of the first quarter in favor of Port uh, and High. And from that point on, they just they ran the the show. Uh, actually, the fourth quarter the scoring was four to four, but it was at that point, you know, that PH got everybody in, got minutes for everybody, like significant mm. minutes for everybody.
1: Well, you, you,
0: Without, like, they didn't bench their starters either. They just they mixed and matched and made sure that some of the younger players were getting minutes with some of the older players.
1: Yeah, and you kind of felt bad for Marysville. Their first game against a very, um, I would say, perturbed and motivated Port Huron High team, After dropping their opening game, probably they weren't planning on doing that. Uh, So, yeah, combine those two factors in, and it it didn't look good for the Vikings. Uh, Again, their first game against a very good Portion High team that had already played a team who had dropped a game and was upset and very motivated to prove where they belong in the uh, Blue Water area.
0: Yeah, uh, just uh, s- some of the uh, numbers here in this fifty-six twenty-three Big Red uh, win. They hit nine three pointers in the game. Um, Emma Tremblay had um, four. She had three in a row in the uh, the third quarter. When they really put this game to bed, like I say, it was in the first half. It was Landshut knocked down three to get them rolling, and then in the third quarter, to put the game away and say, "Look, don't even think about it. We're winning tonight, uh, Marysville." Uh, it was tromble who knocked down three in a row. Um, she had 18 points. Emma Tromble. Landshut had 16 points. They, they spread it around. A lot of people scored. Um, Jocelyn Williams, don't forget about her. Um, she got into foul trouble, so she didn't play a ton of minutes last night. She probably played 10 minutes and had six points and four fouls, so she got her money's worth.
1: <laughs> so what did you learn? I mean, it's, it's hard to tell again when I, against a really good team. What did you learn about Marysville? Because that was another team, one of the girls' teams, that were like, okay, you're replacing one of your better players from last year. What are they bringing to the table?
0: Well, it's it's going to be uh, scoring by committee. Um, they're gonna they're going to need uh, uh, everybody on their roster to to chip in when they're in there. Um, you know what? It, it, one of the things about it is they had some shots go down last night that popped back out. Like they had some tough misses. Mm-hmm. So I, I think on some nights those are going to go in for them. And this is a much closer game then. Um, didn't see Reese Powers last night. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, that was one of the ones that Folsom mm-hmm. told us was a, was a kid to watch. So Reese Powers didn't play last night. But uh, they got everybody else uh, into the uh, the ball game pretty much. And it was very uh, spread out. Natalie Husson, seven points. Anna Oles, six points. You know what? Anna Oles can be good a good post player. Husson's their biggest player. Um, uh, Gracie Fogarty. Knocked down a three-pointer in the game. She finished with uh, five points. Uh, Madeline Smith had three points, and uh, and Caitlin Kane had two. They need a little more from Caitlin Kane because she is one of their better players. But the, again, you might be in a situation where early on you feel like you have to do so much instead of just playing your
1: game. Right, especially when you play a, a rival that's supposedly going to be better than you. you. You think you have to do everything, and well, sometimes you end up. Uh, gripping that ball a little too tight
0: yeah so quarter scores were 21-4 12-5 19-10 and (laughs) 4-4
1: yeah slow fourth quarter for you i had the opposite uh 17 to 12 fourth quarter high in scoring output for both teams in the port here on northern st Clair game huskies uh bounced back after their loss to anchor bay ali shagney put up 14 points for the huskies jersey mcgregor put up 13 and 10 rebounds there was not a three-pointer made by the Port here on Northern Huskies, which surprised me. Still cruised to a 15-point victory, 49-34, over Saint Clair. Northern looked like I know you said they were going to—they struggled to score against Anchor Bay. That wasn't an issue for them last night.
0: Well, I'm beginning to think Anchor Bay is pretty good because they beat Frazier by 30 last night.
1: Yeah. So uh, again, not to beat the dead horse early season we'll we'll find out where everyone's shaking out but I know you said Jersey McGregor they they needed more from her uh in the first game well they got more she started imposing her will especially in the second half Uh, had a a pair of and ones as did Ali Shagney again ends with 13 points Camille Keys added eight points all in the second half St. Clair they played them tough for a while uh, Sky Gottler had 10. She led them. Uh, Alexis Joshua with 9. Christina Bohm was held to 6 points, and I think Jersey McGregor is a big reason for that. As soon as they got the ball in the post, it was an immediate double team from the Huskies. They seem to have a, a good game plan in, and I think Northern's going to be all right this year. Maybe a little bit of growing pains, but if, if they can get a double-double from Jersey McGregor every night, they're going to be... They're going to be a solid team.
0: Yeah, and after the first game at Anchor Bay, Jersey didn't really have a good game and kind of called it out. um, To see her bounce back with that against a rival uh, in St. Clair and have big numbers like that, if she can do that, that will really help what Northern is doing.
1: And I think St. Clair is going to be a team that they might struggle a little bit early on. But I see a lot of potential. Sky Gottler had ten points and she hit a pair of three pointers, only or two of the three three pointers hit in the game. And I think she's gonna become a really nice player, but the game needs to slow down for her the whole time. You can tell sometimes she gets a little panicky and, and tries to make something happen when it's not there. But when it does slow down for her, and you see it when things process for her, and she sees the whole floor, she makes some really nice plays. Again, hit a pair of three pointers. Had a beauty of a pass to Alexis Joshua, who is probably their best ball handler. She's really good, and she can finish around the basket. Outside game needs a little bit of work, but she's a really good ball handler. There's some some pieces here, and if Chris, if they can get Christina Boehm to, you know, do what Christina Bohm does. They have a very nice team. It's just Northern had a, played really well defensively and kind of made them make a few unforced errors in a, in the full-court press.
0: Yeah, and if those players you just mentioned can chip in something offensively, that will help Christina Bohm mm-hmm. to get her points.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even mention Aaron Saros, who I think had, was scored in the double digits against Chippewa Valley. They have some nice players. Again, I think – they'll they will be one of the biggest teams that you see the improvement from week one to week six in this season
0: uh speaking of chippewa valley they played dakota last night and only lost by 10 it was 41 31
1: really yeah
0: that was kind of i looked at that and i went really
1: yeah that's because
0: neither of us really thought chippewa valley was no, much of a did team They not but,
1: play you know, good they ran out of gas against st clair and Wow, that's, that is – So they,
0: they were either up for the challenge against a rival or Dakota was sandbagging. I don't know because that was the game where I'm like, you know, they lose their opener to St. Clair, and then I see they have to play Dakota in their next game. And I'm like, well, th- <laughs> tough start to the season. You're, you, you're going to wish for a stoppage again. But, yeah. No, they actually battled hard last yeah, night.
1: Yeah, and, and fun fact about the Northern game, they actually did senior night last night. Oh, that's – Because – Yeah. They, they're like, we don't know when our last game is going to be. We have a home game. We're making sure we're getting it done.
0: That's kind of cool.
1: It is. Um, other games, girls games from around the era. Almont barely got past Algonac, 30-26. to uh, Carroll ran KPAC, 47-18. Anchor Bay, like you mentioned, 30-point win over Fraser, 65-35. They, they're part of that district of death. Which, yeah, but which they, they
0: look good right now. Yeah. They, they've got some players that look good. And you know what? It's speed, Brady. They get a lot of layups. Uh, that I was just looking back at it. They scored 55 against Northern. They had one three-pointer in the game.
1: Which now, all of a sudden, seeing that the Big Reds play Anchor Bay on March 15th, Seems all of a sudden like a much more interesting game. By the way, you can find all these scores that we're going through on GetStuckOnSports.com. When Dennis gets home, he updates the scorebook, so – you, before you go to bed, if you want or when you get up in the morning, just go to get stuck on sports dot com, hit information, go down to the scoreboard tab. We'll have all these scores up here. Uh and as we left off, up in the thumb, Kingston got past Deckerville thirty three twenty five. CPS beat Owen Gagetown uh forty eight thirty three and Sandusky knocked off Laker thirty six twenty five.
0: So that would be win number seven fifty four, I believe, for El Yeah.
1: That's 754 and
0: 202.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: That is insane. Uh, there were a couple of boys' games last night, too. Uh, Owen Gage uh, beat uh, Carsonville Port Sandlack 42 28. In Imlay City, got uh, by Mount Morris 73 63. 15 for Parker Lewis. Holden Red had 11 points, and uh, Raymond Lou with uh, 10 points in that uh, win for the uh, Spartans.
1: Also, Thank you to all the coaches that send us information, including Don Gothier out at Emily City. If uh, it really helps us, we put, if you go to their scoreboard tab, the scores we have with the leading scores, we put up who each team's leading scorer was. Whether you email it to us or put it out on Twitter or social media, just so we can get it and compile it all in one place, that helps us out a lot. So we've had a lot of cooperative coaches and yeah, just wanted to give a shout-out to Don Gothier. Again, there's others, Becky Gilbert. I mean, all the area coaches have been great to us. Yes,
0: so. um, and uh, and it's kind of fun. Uh, people have kind of figured out that we're out there now. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, nice. Uh, let's do some uh, hockey real quick. Uh, we'll, we'll first go back to Wednesday. Um, Northern lost in overtime to Lance Cruz Unified. 4-3. to three. A lot of tight games. Uh, Dakota beat Anchor Bay 3-2 to two, and Troy beat Thumb Legion 5-3. to three. You say, Stucky, who is Thumb Legion? Well, that's basically like Ubley, Sandusky, a couple of other schools. Um, uh, the kids want to play hockey and they have kind of a combined team.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's literally the Thumb Legion. Hold on one second. I thought Anchor Bay knocked off Dakota, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. There's been so much going on. I thought they'd took him down in overtime, but, again, I could be wrong. Who knows? Um,
0: 3-2 was the score that I was given with Dakota winning. Yeah, so,
1: all right, well, the last game, oh, that's 2015-16. Thank you internet. Anyway. <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, last night, Northern beat Port Huron High by a score of 9-3. to uh, three. Uh, Your dad was uh, at uh, that one. Did he have any comments or did you get to talk to him at all?
1: I mean, he just basically said uh, Port Here on High has a pretty good first line. It was kind of a fall off. He thinks Northern's top line is really good. Uh, and, I mean, it's kind of come to what we've come to expect from that game. Uh, and Northern's going to have to get its footing again. You know more than I do. How much, how well formed is a team with only less than a week of full hockey practice? I know there's a lot of stuff you can do both on and off the yeah,
0: ice. Yeah, it's more of a timing thing. Mm-hmm. The, the teams that get their timing down quicker and their chemistry is good. You know, so who, whoever is bringing back a lot of players from the year before, they'll probably get off to quicker starts than teams that have new faces in the lineup.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of hockey. We had some exciting news last night. Port Huron Prowlers are going to start their season. We'll talk a little bit about that in the next segment. And oh, by the way, for the northern fans and the high fans that and if when Marysville gets in there that were in the new McMoran Arena. Doesn't it look amazing?
0: Oh, yeah. The seating and the lighting, it it makes so much difference. At McMorrin right now, and I should mention that right now, that uh, tonight I've got a basketball game, Marysville at Marine City, but tomorrow, uh, 1 o'clock Saturday, uh, Marysville Port here on Northern Hockey on Stream 1.
1: Yeah, and I'll be up in Brown City for the Cross-Lex-Brown City game. I, uh, I'm not taking the night off. I'm just not doing high no, school You're, you're
0: working stuff. tonight, but just not for me, Yeah, bum. Actually, I told you you could. In fact, yeah. I insisted that you do
1: it. I'm down at uh, Wayne State for the Wisconsin Parkside Wayne State girls ba- or women's basketball game. Good stuff. So that'll 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 be fun. Don't worry, I'll be back. Just a one night hiatus. Help out my alma mater. We'll
0: see. Do a good job, and uh, maybe they'll ask you to come back regular.
1: Who knows? But. We have a fun basketball season here in the Blue Water area. I don't know if I want to miss that.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll talk a little uh, hockey uh, when we come back because the Prowlers have released a schedule and it looks like the uh, FHL is going to have some kind of a season.
4: investment advisor
0: tp logos in marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear corporate wear and construction
1: company gear they do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in michigan visit tp logos.com to see their vast selection of products
0: including badger sportswear nike north face richardson hats carhartt and more they're open weekdays 8 30 to 4 30 or by appointment don't wait weeks for your gear tp logos will have it in days Located across from Walt Ron Viking Stadium in Marysville.
1: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids,
0: your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. So, uh, Brady, you you tracked it down. So, I got that score from the MHSAA website. So, somebody needs to go and dispute that so they can get the records changed.
1: Yes, but Anchor Bay did knock off Dakota in overtime. Uh, apologies, but the MHSA site was incorrect. But they it's had it the coaches fresh. that put that in. It is. Um, so but he it, yeah, just an typed overtime, it in wrong. An overtime win for the Tars in their first game. Nice to see them. They're, uh, we've been talking a lot about Anchor Bay this first yeah. week. Yeah. And we cover them a lot by proxy. I think their boys' games, like seven of their eight home games are against area teams.
0: Well, I, I, as we were going through the schedule and setting it up, I'm like, did the Tars play a road game? It's, it seems like uh, yeah. They play
1: it against the teams that we don't cover. Yeah,
0: it's like all their road games are against you know Fitzgerald and Utica and that. But when they play a team from the area, they're always at home, which is okay because it's a nice place to call a game. No,
1: first. it is. It's a very nice gym. It's one of the nicer gyms in the area. So, um, all right, uh,
0: the, you texted me late last night a Prowler schedule. Yes. So this is a thing, and it's happening? It
1: is. So a release from the Federal Hockey League website, as I accidentally uh, went off of it. So there are going to be four teams that start the season. And this we give the Fed a lot of crap for how it's run sometimes. Oh,
0: and I'm going to give them some here in a minute.
1: It's not the worst idea. So four teams are starting on February 19th, Carolina Thunderbirds out of Winston-Salem, Columbus River Dragons out of Columbus, Georgia, which is on the Alabama border, the Elmira Enforcers out of New York, and the Port Huron Prowlers. Now, the reason why some of the other teams aren't starting, I know... Um, the Danbury hat tricks they can't get enough uh, butts in the seats right now uh, with state law to make a profit. Watertown's going to continue to wait because I think their arena's smaller so they can't get as many in. Um, and yet Danville, they played
0: that little Mega Bowl but there was no series one, with Elmira. there was no one
1: in the stands. It was weird. Danville has a similar situation. So those four – and Port Huron obviously is playing. So on February 19th, they are starting a season – And the regular season will consist of a it says they say in the press release a different number of games per team. Again. That's that's typical. That's typical of the FHL. But to be eligible to be called regular season champions, no they're not awarding the Commissioner Cup this year. Interesting. They so they're saying, yes, we're having a season, but it's almost like a grandiose tournament rather than a sanctioned FPHL season to be called the regular season champions. Any team is allowed to join the season, let's say regulations change in Connecticut, and they go, okay, you can fill up your stadium, we don't care, then the Danbury tricks can get in, but they need to play 16 games. The FHL will use the point percentage system that they're so infamous for using to decide a champion.
0: Which is still unfair because – 16 games is easier to establish a high point percentage than if you play 32 games.
1: Yes, but there are no gimme teams this year, and the, the season will conclude on April 18th, and an end-of-the-season postseason tournament will be—that's uh, redundant—an end-of-season postseason tournament— This
0: is an FPHL press release. Yes. You know how I love those.
1: —will be held at site— Sites in parentheses, to be determined later in April. Logistics and executions of the postseason tournament will be announced no later than April 1st. Due to the unusual nature of the season, the Commissioner Cup will not be awarded at the end of the postseason tournament. Instead, a new trophy slash award will be given to the winners at the end of the se- Winners, in plural, which I think that's a mistake. I think you're only going to have one winner. At the end Should. of the season tournament. Um, so... What I get from this is you're going to have some sort of a season, which I think, look, let's go over the good. There's going to be a season. And by the way, the Prowlers put out a statement. Um, McMoran Arena, you're allowed to get 250 people in the building with uh, concessions being open. And again, if, if you're just one of our high school sports listeners and you've never really been or don't know what it is, go to a, if you can get your hands on a ticket, go to a Prowlers game. It's not going to be like watching the Red Wings. But I
0: no, it's going to be more exciting. The Red yes. Wings are so lame. Oh, I don't go on a rant. Stop. That is the worst hockey team. Stop, stop in stop. age since the seventies when I was a little
1: kid. Ned Harkness was the stop. GM. We're a, we're a local sports podcast. Stop. I know because you'll go on another hour rant. I will, anyway, and it's all Ken Holland's anyway, fault. Don't fool anyway, yourselves. Are you, are you better now? I'm better now. Okay. Anyway, it won't be like going to an NHL game. But I can count on one hand – I've probably been to over – I've been to over 100 Prowler games working as a fan. I can count on one hand the amount of times I was bored at a game. It's going to be entertaining. So if you're – You're going to
0: see goals. You're Mm going to see
1: fights. Yes. And you will leave entertained. Yep. So if you're just a local high school parent, athlete, and you have the chance to go to a game, I recommend you go – Um, so they will, that says their box office will be open Thursday, February 18th and Thursday, February 25th, between 12 and 5 PM to get tickets in advance. Um, you can go on their Facebook. They have a bunch of stuff about season tickets. Basically you have like three different options. If you were a season ticket holder last year, they do have to increase the cost of tickets again with a 250 capacity kind of have to do it, but not that much 15 for adults, 13 for kids or military. That seems pretty fair. I thought they were going to be rise it to 20 or 25 a person. So even if you take a family of four, that's $60 to go to a game. And
0: you can't get a Red Wing ticket for $60.
1: No. So
0: To watch them not score any goals.
1: Okay, stop. <laughs> stop. Anyway. So the good of the FPHL season coming up. They they're, they're playing some sort of A season which I think it'll be four really good hockey teams. I'll put that under another pro category. They'll have a lot of talent, and it'll probably be the best hockey this league has ever seen because lines one through three for them will be solid hockey lines. Another pro, I think, is, well, the Prowlers get to play and they get to stay in the minds of people. They get to show off the new McMorrin Arena, which I'm telling you, the first time we went in there, and I'm not saying this because we're in here recording it. I'd say it if we were recording on the moon yeah. because it's a it it makes all the difference in the world. I think it's... The lighting makes it so – you never realized how dark it was in there. Yeah,
0: it's very bright in there now, and the, the seating makes it makes it look like a newer arena mm-hmm. instead of an arena from the
1: 50s. Right. So that, those are the good. Do you want to do the, the, the cons of this season?
0: No, I mean, it, it is what it is. I'm a little disappointed that Watertown is not a part of it. I'm a little disappointed that they're not going to play a season and then play a playoff and then give a commissioner's – I mean, I,
1: I to me that seems silly.
0: It does, but
1: I mean, if that's, I mean, the other
0: what, what's so, what's so special about it? They've had seasons like every season in the FHL is a crapshoot. You, you don't know who's playing. What I mean, they cancel games left and right. They reschedule games left and right. Nobody plays the same number of games. So what's the difference and, this year between any well, other year? The other weird thing about it is – And they've had years where there were only like – I think they played a season where they had three teams <laughs> and there was a commissioner's cop.
1: The other weird thing about this that I can understand both sides of the argument is that they're letting teams get in, but they have a minimum games threshold – but the, season, the schedule isn't finalized, which the uh, Prowlers did put up a schedule, uh, counting real quick. They'll have 12 home games, two against Columbus, uh, geez, uh, four, seven against Elmira, and three against Carolina. So they have 12 home dates. Um, yeah, they'll, the, it'll be fun to listen to them, to watch them. Yeah,
0: and- obviously, logistically um- – Port Huron and Elmira, which are not close, but they're closer to each other than going down to the south, and then the two southern teams will probably play themselves um, more than, you know.
1: Which I did know that when we talked to Matt Graham before, he mentioned that if they went to New York, they would have to quarantine when they got there. So I wonder if Elmira is just on the road. If they have any home games, oh uh, well, yeah, it says the prowlers will open up Friday, February 19th in Elmira. Yeah for so first well, game. what, I'm what just, regulations change?
0: Just looking at the home schedule, it looks to me like they'll play a couple of series with Elmira there and here. Mm-hmm. and they'll just have like one series down in Carolina and Carolina'll come up here once. Play a couple of games, and the same with Columbus. They'll probably go to Columbus once, and then Columbus will come up here once.
1: Which, I actually, I think, ironically, this is the most well put together FHL schedule <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, but no, and I know we're, we're we're the local high school sports, but the Port Huron Prowlers are local. No one else really covers them that much. Again, you when when is Brandon Folsom going to have a night off of high school sports? They've got about?
0: local. People on the team, like we've yeah. talked about, Austin Federally. uh Young was from Marysville. uh Stoya is from Marysville Stoya too, is isn't Also
1: he? from Marysville. Yeah, so they have. Local I think guests.
0: Dalton Jay is helping the, Port Huron High the High School hockey this yeah. year as an assistant coach.
1: So, um, just thought. Or was, Marysville. He's helping one of I them. I think it's Port Huron, okay. but I'm not 100 percent sure. But yeah, it's it's nice to see they're coming back. It's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some of these nights off, especially later in the season to uh, watch them because they're going to have a good team. They're going to have a really good team, and it's going to be exciting to see Prowler Hockey back in action.
0: So uh, just kind of on a side note, because this made me laugh really loud the other day, um, so they, they had the, we called it the Flint Mega Bowl. The,
1: the New York Mega Bowl. The yeah. Empire Mega Bowl.
0: Be, between Elmira and Watertown, they played a series of games. And apparently, before one of the games, there was some form of altercation or something. I don't, I don't, they're not even, when they do press releases, we're not even, they just refer to it as the incident. Yes. They don't actually tell you what the hell happened but i am so i'm reading this thing trying to figure out their double talk as, as to all of this and and they were trying to clear up some of the mystery. You want to clear up the mystery? Tell us what happened. Right. And what you're doing about it. But apparently and, and was the game played in Elmira or, or Watertown. In Watertown? It was played in Watertown. Which, so if
1: you don't know Watertown's what? 2 hours north of Elmira. Yeah, so i, I don't in New York.
0: I don't know if this is a Watertown beat writer or an Elmira beat writer, but they quoted a referee on the situation when they wrote their story about it. Or like a team it.
1: official or something.
0: No, uh, it, it uh, this is directly from the league uh, press release. There was also a reporter who quoted comments citing a referee, Pete Michael There is <laughs> no there is no Pete Michael on staff in the FPHL and we are not aware who this person is or who the reporter spoke to. The Watertown Wolves also confirmed that they do not have a Peter Michael on their staff. No FPHL officials gave any statements to the press on this matter. So there's a reporter out there who got conned by somebody and put it in their story and that's kind of embarrassing.
1: Yeah, and that yeah that's uh that's a big no-no. You like,
0: always double check your sources.
1: Yeah. If yeah. you don't know the person
0: and you don't know for sure that they're a part of things or 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 have information, that's that's just like uh, reporter <laughs> 101.
1: Uh yeah. Yeah.
0: I um. mean Sometimes even if I know the person and the story seems fishy to me, I'll try to get it confirmed by like two other people. I mean,
1: we were getting with the whole when will high school basketball start. We were getting intel from a someone who knew someone that we thought was pretty legit, and we still kind of waited to hear from other people. And when we got we, I heard the start date of the eighth from two different people, and that's when I was like, "All right, let's do it." Yeah,
0: let's do it. All right, I I think that about covers it. I want to remind everybody that uh, Friday night I'm at
1: Marine City, Boys Basketball, Marysville against Marine City. And uh, I think next week we will start maybe a top five for each side, and maybe on Monday we'll bring back the picks. You really love the picks. I do. I'm a glutton for punishment. The, The
0: picks were fun during football season, but then after you came out of that bloodied and bruised, I feel bad for you, and I don't know, you know, I'm ready for it. High school hockey on Saturday, one o'clock. Stream one, uh, Marysville Port here on Northern, and on Stream two, Brady will uh, be in Brown City. A four thirty. Well, I I keep calling it a tap. We don't do taps anymore. At least not this year. They will be a four thirty inbound from midcourt for the visiting team, which will be Croslex.
1: Yes. (laughs) I mean, I'm still going to call it tip off. Yeah. Which. I think I mean, everybody gets it. I understand the, the, <laughs> the, that, hey, they're going to give a lot to let them play. The tip-off is not going to make a difference. But, hey, we have basketball. I'm going to count my blessings. I've had a lot of fun this week. I'm going to have a lot of fun on Saturday.
0: And, and it's kind of nice knowing who will have the first possession too sometimes.
1: A little bit. I, I mean, I start the game off every, the same way every way. Well, and with COVID-19, we don't have tip-off, so the visiting team, that time it's, insert team here, will inbound <laughs> and get the first possession.
0: Uh, life is
1: fun. It is. Life it, is It's fun. been a very good week after a stressful couple months.
0: Yeah, it has been. So, so.
1: Anyways, enjoy your weekend, and
0: uh, when you're looking for your sports fix, you can always uh, count on GetStuckOnSports.com.